Why is it difficult to manage attachment styles? And how does attachment styles affect our relationships? And also more importantly might be, how can we manage our emotions and fears? These are some of the things that we'll be covering in this episode of Heart of the Matter, and I'm your host, Annalisa Bahadur. Before I continue, I want to ask you to subscribe to this channel, share it with your friends, and anyone you think may benefit from it. And of course, you probably want to grab a pen and paper so that you can always go back to your notes and refresh your memory and not always have to check this episode, even though this podcast is going to be around for a bit. So let's get to it. So we've got to accept and admit and respect that attachment styles can be a little challenging uh, to manage because of the significant role that it plays in our relationships. They are, for the most part, unconscious, and they are shaped by our early childhood experiences with our caregivers. An attachment style will tell how we will behave and how we're going to react among our friends or colleagues, but more so in our close relationships. But you're probably listening out for how our styles can impact the relationship we've got, and I've got a few ways for you. So let's look at the secure attachment style first. People with a secure attachment style can form healthy, long-lasting relationships. They have highest uh, self-esteem, they're open to emotional intimacy, and are generally comfortable with depending on and being depended upon by their partners. They find it easier to communicate, negotiate conflicts, and create trust with other attachment styles. And they can support their partner's emotional needs while maintaining their own boundaries and not being very critical or not being critical or judgmental at all, which builds healthier and happier relationships. Now, for the anxious attachment style, these individuals can be clingy and require constant reassurance from their partners. They fear abandonment and they hold negative self-beliefs. And these negative self-beliefs can result in them becoming people pleasers, people who apologize easily and for everything, and are always trying to please or keep their partners happy, which can cause a big strain on the relationship. They find it challenging to trust both themselves and their partners, which can lead to overthinking, jealous behaviors, and having a really tough time setting boundaries. Now, if you've missed the episode on how to set boundaries with attachment styles, I would recommend that you go back to the last one, which would be episode six, where we talk a little bit more about that, how you could go about setting boundaries with every attachment style. Now, let's continue on with the avoidant attachment style. People who fall into this category of being avoidantly attached, and I want to remind us that it's not that they avoid falling in love with someone or they avoid being attracted to someone or being in a relationship. They're generally trying to avoid the same painful patterns that they've found themselves in 
over and over again. Well, they have a detached and unresponsive way of coping with their feelings, especially when it gets uncomfortable. So you'll find that they may just blank out, put up a wall, walk away, want to run. These are just uh, coping mechanisms that they've found to keep themselves safe. They value their independence over intimacy. And here is something you may not have known. They view sharing or talking about feelings as a sign of weakness. They generally hold back on sharing their own feelings, again, perhaps because they see it as a sign of weakness. They keep a distance from anyone who can potentially get too close to them. And they tend to think that if they get too close to someone, then they may just get hurt. So relationships with someone who's got an avoidant attachment style can be very challenging because avoidance struggle to have secure attachments with their partners. However, it is not impossible to have a happy and healthy relationship with someone who's got an avoidant attachment style when we as an anxious attached heals into a more secure attached um, style. Now, these attachment styles can affect relationships in many, many ways. I like to think of them as different languages that we need to learn in order to understand and communicate effectively with our partners, our friends, and our colleagues. How we initiate or build and maintain communication and intimacy is incredibly important. How we resolve conflict is also different and important for us to understand. Trust and commitment is something both the anxious and the avoidant attached needs to feel safe. And how they build that will determine the health and the longevity of the relationship. So we want to know what our attachment style is because it is the first step to understanding and navigating our relationship successfully. So let's talk about how someone with an anxious or avoidant attachment style can manage their feelings and their fears. Both attachment styles sees things differently and interprets them differently. But being aware of the behaviors and the triggers of your partner's attachment style can help you to steer clear of any of those behaviors and keep things calm and peaceful. We want to practice self-love by getting to know ourselves better. We've got to make a decision, sit with ourselves, sort through our emotions, our needs and our wants, and we've got to decide on what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And this is going to help us to work through some negative self-talks and self-beliefs. We want to know who we are without needing our partner to validate our worth. We also want to understand our past experiences, especially the ones in our childhood and the history of our relationships. We want to recognize the patterns and then we want to take some responsibility. You see, we can choose to stay in the victim mindset or take responsibility to handle the course of our lives, to change the course of our lives, to control what path our life will take. Now, this doesn't mean that you haven't been a victim, but staying in that mindset is within your control. 
We can choose to say that what happens to us does not define who we are or what we can become, and we can take charge of our life. Something else we want to look at is how identifying the way we communicate can help us to build confidence, especially if we have an idea of what we want to talk about before we meet with our partner. So for someone with an avoidant attachment style, I would suggest letting your partner know of some of your communication struggles before you meet. Explain why you may shut down and what that really means. Let them know that you're still there, but you're having a difficult time getting the words out. It might be because you feel overwhelmed or perhaps you have a foggy brain at that time. Ask them to be patient with you and respect it if you need some space. For someone with an anxious attachment style, lean forward and listen more. Try to speak less and listen from a place of trying to understand exactly what your partner is trying to say, even when they're quiet. Then you sit back and state what you want, what you will and will not tolerate, what works for you and what does not work for you. And you can say that by using beginning phrases like, I am feeling, I believe, I would like, and try to avoid using the word you as much as possible. When we use the word you, the other person automatically gets into a defensive mode. Now, the avoidant attachment style person takes a longer time to trust, and the anxious attached trusts until proven wrong. I believe that it might be best if both can meet midway. And what I mean by this is take your time to build trust, anxious attached style. Take your time to build that trust by listening to what you're being told and what you're telling yourself. What is the script that's playing out in your head? Yes, you can meet someone and you connect with them instantly. And there is that chemistry and spark But remember, you do not know them as yet. Trust needs to be earned. So take your time, hold on to that energy, give the energy that you receive, and let the relationship take its course so that you could trust them in time and feel comfortable instead of falling head over heels. And this is something someone with an avoidant attachment style will do. They will take their time getting to know a person. And yes, in the beginning, when we meet someone we're attracted to, we're all giddy and excited. But after a while, we will see things about them that we start to question and we will all pull back. And that's when we run the risk of breaking trust and losing confidence. And that can cause a breakdown in the relationship. So I would caution you, take your time. If this person is for you, then there is nothing that's going to be standing in the way. Take your time, build a friendship before you move into anything more serious, before you decide to commit. Also be mindful and present. And this helps us to stay calm and it reduces anxiety and tension. It also helps us to keep track of our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors, especially when we're triggered. It is very important for us to understand and believe that we can manage our fears and our feelings. 
it is very important to understand and believe that we can change our attachment style. It's a process that we need to be gentle with. We need to remember that it takes patience, consistency, and focusing on the healing of growth and a journey. Changing our attachment style isn't the easiest thing. So I would recommend asking a professional for help. Someone who knows about attachment styles will be able to give you the tools that you're going to need to sort through your emotions to help you to communicate your feelings and your thoughts. And they're going to be able to help you to build stronger bonds with your partner, regardless of if that partner is someone of an anxious attachment style or an avoidant attachment style. You don't need both partners to be someone of a secure attachment style for a relationship to work. One of you can start to move towards more a secure attachment style, and eventually your partner will be inspired to heal on their own because they have that space to just be themselves. And at the same time, if it's an anxious attached partner, they start to feel safe and secure because the avoidant will become more consistent and present. Managing emotions and fears starts with recognizing the attachment styles, and then we start to work towards finding the cause for someone's behavior. So self-awareness has got a lot to do with how we transition from one attachment style to the next. We want to look at how our past experiences have influenced the way we think of our past partners and our past relationships. And when we understand the why, then we can practice the self-awareness I just spoke about. We can improve our communication skills. We can learn what true self-love is, and we can learn to trust accepting and sitting in those uncomfortable feelings and the fears will eventually lead to growth and it will help you to heal from your attachment style into a more secure attachment style. And I know, like I said earlier in this podcast, it is not the easiest thing to do. Remember all of your life, you've been a particular attachment style. It is going to take some time, effort, patience, self-love, grace, but you can get there. And through this podcast, I hope to help you through it. And to that point where you can have happy and healthy relationships, not only with others, but also with yourself. I want to thank you for supporting my work, for tuning in and listening to this podcast, for sending your feedbacks on it. Until next time, I'm your host, Annalisa Bahadur.